It is Friday the 16th of August. I'm your host Ryan Kier and this is the Quantium Cast. Okay, so before we get on to today's focus stocks, I just wanted to share this interesting statistic with all of you. It talks about sales in department stores rising for the first time this year in July. And the ONS, aka the Office for National Statistics, had just mentioned that this was an unexpected rise. In fact, monthly retail sales rose 0.2%, defying forecast for a 0.2% fall. But they've mentioned that this was boosted by online sales, so the high street could still be dying, the retail sector could be finding things difficult, but online sales obviously are still growing as the consumer switches to an approach that is more convenient for them. However, it's quite weird when we talk about convenience with uh, online shopping because you can't exactly try the clothes on. Imagine ordering something and say it didn't fit you. What do you do after that? Well, you return it, don't you? And I looked at some figures. Apparently in the UK, the return rate on something like full price purchases is about 40%. The online sales market needs to account for this, whether they use technology, for example, artificial intelligence to find out what people's sizes are and also give them a rough idea of what they're actually purchasing instead of tricking them by showing the quality of the product to be much better than what it actually is. Say you want to return it afterwards, the company has to sometimes pay packaging and this is quite a large expense. Nevertheless, let's get into today's focus stock. So we have a half year earnings report from Quarto Group, we have an acquisition of ISS assets, innovation science solutions by Cello Health, and we will finally look at the full year results for Solgold PLC. It seems that today is very dry on the news front, but don't worry about it, we've got a lot of notice of results, RNS is out today, so next week should be packed with updates. Okay, so beginning with the Quarto Group, this company is a self-proclaimed leading global illustrated book provider. And they have just announced their unaudited half-year results for the six months ended the 30th of June 2019. Revenue seems to be about stable, net debt seems to be down approximately 10%, but the company still reported a loss after tax of $3.6 million down from $6.7 million in the previous period. One must note that these companies are struggling because not only is there a push on margins as a result of the technological error, you've seen publishers have to reduce their pricing and also increase their costs to maintain their supply chains. Something to also note is that the company isn't just making a net loss after tax and a net loss before tax, but they are also making an operating loss, meaning the business is not actually making any money. They've showed that uh, their adjusted operating loss was down 75% at $1.2 million. So yes, there has been some improvement in an operational sense. The company has been losing less they are still losing a lot of money. The company's shares have fallen off a cliff and have stayed about the 67 pence per share level. They had highs in the past 52 weeks of about 100 pence 
And in the past five years, they peaked at around £3.17 in January 2017 and have fallen gradually with a couple of dead cat bounces on the way down and have made lows around 50 odd pence per share. So I assume this won't be taken that well by shareholders, but it's unlikely that they will have predicted this company to make a profit because they'd lost so much in 2017. They'd lost not that much in 2018. In, in 2017, they lost about $18 million, but in 2018, they'd lost just under a million dollars. The company has a lot of illiquidity issues in a sense of if you were to try and trade this stock, I assume selling would be at a widespread of at least a couple of percent. And if you have a large amount of size in this share, then exiting your position will likely result in the shares dropping and you'll probably get spiked there. We've also got to note that a company is a very small business. They have a market cap of 14 million pounds and uh, the volume of shares traded per day isn't that high. In fact, many days you'll have zero shares traded and that has been quite a popular thing over the past couple of months with this share. If you have a couple of spikes in volume, they may just be one individual or entity or maybe a couple of individuals and entities getting involved in the shares, going along or disposing of any positions. Moving on to Cello Health. This company is a healthcare-led advisory group and they have just mentioned the acquisition they have made of the trade and assets of Innovation Science Solutions, LLP. The total consideration will be about $10.5 million and 6.4 million of that is payable in cash. And that's an initial consideration, so I believe it will be paid immediately. Either the company will dig into their cash position or they will use existing debt facilities, say with banks. And they've also mentioned that 4.1 million of that will be payable in four tranches, which is a deferred consideration that's dependent on their financial performance from the 1st of August to the 31st of July, 2024. So there's about five years worth of payments for Cello. What I like to see in this RNS is that ISS is actually profit-making. They've mentioned they have an un unadjusted profit before tax of $2.8 million and an adjusted operating profit of $1.8 million. And the company also has assets of approximately $1.7 million. So Cello are actually paying to acquire some assets whilst they're at it. They are profit making. So it seems that this acquisition by the company may actually improve their overall performance, the overall performance of Cello Health. However, in comparison to the company's market cap, this acquisition doesn't represent a large boost to them because their market cap is at 136 million pounds. This acquisition is about 8 million pounds worth of cost to them. I assume that uh, they're probably taking on some additional debt for this because a lot of companies of this size, especially in the health sector and, and research, these companies 
usually don't have that much cash at one time because they're usually burning through it through R&D, aka research and development. So the company's shares have made 52-week highs of 139.5 pence per share and their 52-week low is 95 pence per share. So they don't really have a lot of volatility. I mean, on May the 27th, they were 137 pence a share. On June the 27th, they were 111 pence a share. And by July the 18th, they were 126 pence a share. And they've gradually risen a couple of pence to the current price of 128 pence per share. And finally, Seoul Gold PLC report their full year results for the year ended 30th of June 2019. This company's shares have performed extremely well over the past five years. In fact, on the 18th of December 2015, the company's shares were trading at 1.25 pence per share and they rallied all the way to 42, in fact, highs of 46 odd pence per share on the 26th of May 2017. Not bad for a return that you'd only have to wait two years for to get 20 30 times your initial investment. Really impressive. The current price of the shares stands at 27.3 pence per share, with year lows of approximately 20 and a half pence per share, and year highs of 42 odd pence. I assume that the main reason as to why the company shares had rallied had been a result of the Alpala discovery. And they've shown that they can also update their mineral resource estimate to quite a strong level, in fact. And BHB Billiton, a massive international conglomerate, had also noticed, and in fact, they subscribed for 100 million shares at 45 pence per share, which is really impressive. And uh, the company has also said that they're trying to acquire, and when I mean the company, I mean Soul Gold, they're trying to acquire the entire share capital of Cornerstone Capital Resources and it's supposed to be formalized and completed shortly. They have a nice cash balance of $41.7 million in comparison to $60 million in 2018. So actually that has depreciated by quite a bit, but they're not in an immediate cash call position. They can still survive without having to raise money and uh, pay their director's fees and also pay the required maintenance for this project and also get it into production. Sol Gold has a market cap of approximately 500 million pounds. That is quite high for a company that isn't revenue producing, but once again, their assets do have quite a high value. And one impressive thing to look at is that they don't really pay out that much remuneration to their directors, but the issue we have is in the share options. That's doubled, in fact, not doubled, but near doubled from 4.5 odd million dollars, and these are US dollars in 2018, to $7 million in 2019. And the performance of the shares in a year, yes, they're up a little bit, about 20, 30%, but from their highs in the year, they're down about that much too. Here's where it gets ugly though. The company reported a loss for the year of $32 million. And in 2018, they lost about $15 million. I can see the majority of their losses 
come as a result of share-based payment expenses. Either these could be to pay for the acquisition, I assume, which is fair enough, but it depends what proportion of this accounts for that. If these are share-based payment expenses for management or, say, companies providing consultations and advice for, say, the company's development or, more specifically, the development of their project, with that kind of loss, you'd expect the company to run out of cash within, say, a year and a half odd. It is good to note, however, that the company doesn't have many liabilities. They've got $6.5 million in liabilities, and approximately $240 million in assets. I can only assume from this that the company is trading at a slight premium. In fact, a two times premium to their total asset value. And if we take the liabilities off, they're about there too. Uh, this company is probably trading based off a little bit of momentum and also the subscription for extra shares from BHB Billiton and uh, in other institutional investors in fact. The fact that they see value in it, I assume that the asset may yield a lot more potential in the long run. However, what is important for us is that this share has a nice trading range and we'll be able to show it in our chart pack later. So that wraps up today's episode of the Quantum Cast. But if you want insight into the technical side, keep your eyes peeled for any additional content posted later on in the day, including analysis of charts of companies discussed in this podcast. But first, head on over to our site, quantumresearch.co.uk, and download the relevant chart pack for this episode. I've been your host, Ryan Keir. Until next time.